Worshipful brethren, brethren all, welcome to Freemasonry in seven minutes or less. In this episode, we'll be discussing clandestine lodges. I'm not sure it's really a thing we have here in the UK, a clandestine lodge, but um, Brother Earnshaw, could you, could you explain to me what a clandestine lodge is? Yes, so um, we received in um, in my lodge, my lodge is one of, one of the four lodges I belong to is Sinim Lodge. <laughs> Sinim is Hebrew for silk, the land of silk, right. meaning China. And so, uh, and it, it's actually in the Bible, the word Sinim. Mm. And um, our lodge uh, originally, uh, it's a, under the Grand Lodge of Massachusetts in America, and it was originally in Shanghai. But during the Second World War, uh, foreigners had to leave, and um, it found its found its way to Tokyo. So interestingly, you have a, a Massachusetts lodge in Tokyo, that and it pre, pre, precedes the establishment of the Grand Lodge of Japan. So um, we have right a right to be in Japan. Mm, interesting. Uh, Yes, once a Grand Lodge is established, other lodges cannot set up. That's, so That's very intriguing. <laughs> so in Japan, we have five, I think it's five nations, uh, England, Scotland, Philippines, Japan, and Massachusetts. Philippines, okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, and we also have um, Prince Hall. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, last week, I think it was, we re I received a letter, and all the brethren received a letter from the Grand Lodge uh, saying a warning from the Grand Lodge of Massachusetts. Uh, there is a cause for great concern as a group of men are soliciting your friends and neighbours to join a lodge associated with the Grand Lodge of the United States. Well, uh, this is, you know, if you were just an ordinary person, um, you would have thought this is a wonderful opportunity to join Freemasonry, but mm. there is no Grand Lodge of the United States. M many people are not aware that um, there are 50 lodges in, um, in America, uh, one for each state, but there is no central Grand Lodge of the United States. Right, right. So this is bits, you know rings bells for us you know normally you think, <laughs> and what it seems is that uh there's a group of people who are targeting uh brazilians who are living in the united states and they're charging a, a large amount of money to join what is um a clandestine lodge mm. and why they're targeting Brazilians, I think it is because uh, in Brazil, Freemasonry is, is very popular. And there are something in the order of uh, 12 to 15 grand lodges in Brazil. Crikey. <coughs> in one Crikey. country. <laughs> yeah. And uh, some of them are very small. And each grand lodge had probably you know 20 or 30 uh, lodges underneath it. So there are... Uh, hundreds of lodges and uh, they're very active and in fact in the masonic world after english portuguese uh, that is used in brazil is the second most common language mm. you'd have thought french german or spanish mm. or italian perhaps but no it's, it's actually brazilian portuguese interesting anyway so we've received this letter and uh, it just says 
stay, stay clear of the association, tell everybody else. Um, and so then I looked into the background of the idea of a clandestine lodge because, you know, in England we don't really have that concept. Um, I looked, of course, my go-to reference is uh, Albert Mackey's Encyclopedia of Freemasonry. And he he has three pages on a, a clandestine lodge that was set up in 1920. And uh, he gives all the details. And what is interesting is, is that um, a brother called uh, Matthew Thompson started to sell uh, membership in a uh, in his own lodge that he, he established. Uh, but this didn't have uh, didn't have a warrant from any grand lodge, and so the grand lodge of Utah, where he was selling these these memberships, took Brother Thompson to court. But the interesting thing is that that nothing came of it because the grand lodge of Utah also could not prove that it had a charter <laughs> to. <laughs> To work in Utah, right? And so, uh, in those days, um, and I'm not quite sure. Um, the original thirteen colonies in America set up grand lodges without consent from the Grand Lodge of England. Okay. And so, for example, the um, uh, Grand Lodge of Massachusetts was originally a provincial grand lodge from the Grand Lodge of England, and. Uh, after I forget how many years, probably 10 years, they decided to be a grand lodge and just set up as a grand lodge. They mm. didn't have a warrant or anything. So, um, and so he claimed that um, uh, he was originally a member of the uh, Kill Winning Lodge number zero in Scotland, which is a kind of mother lodge in Scotland. Mm. And uh, and through a variety of shenanigans, he gained a, ch a charter to set up a lodge. But this wasn't given from the Scottish Grand Lodge, but from an organization in France. Anyway, it's a long read and it's all, all in detail. And um, so um, it, it seems that only Louisiana was the only uh, Grand Lodge in, in America that actually has a charter. All the other ones, according to Thompson, were actually irregular. <laughs> they just started because there was no other Grand Lodge there. But um, anyway, this, this goes back to the um, regularity of origin. It's, it's quite an interesting and detailed story. Mm. Um, so then, then you, you say, well, well, you know, a lodge setting up, doesn't do any harm, but um, and you could also that uh, say imitation is a sincere form of flattery. Yes, but on the other hand, it looks like um, the the good name of Freemasonry is actually being misused to make money, and I think the main problem is that the word Freemason and the square encompasses were never copyrighted, and I think that's a mm. major flaw. And so um, the Freemasonry and Square Encompasses have been used by other organizations um, who have nothing to do with Freemasonry. And that's yeah. our loss. You know, we, but um, 
perhaps 1717 when the Grand Lodge of, well, the Premier Grand Lodge was established, perhaps copywriting was not so common. I'm not sure. We've In Japan, we've had an issue with brethren here who have been selling trinkets and um, small things, um, for example, um, I don't know, uh, cigarette cases, uh, things like that. It's got square mm. and compasses on them. But they didn't get the Grand Lodge's uh, permission. And then that started a fight and uh, a move to exclude these brethren, etc. But right. nothing much. Unfortunately, when you know, when a, um, there's not much a Grand Lodge can do um, when a dubious lodge is set up, or we call them cl clandestine. And uh, the only thing I think people can do is, like the Grand Lodge of Massachusetts has done, is to send out letters, put up notices on the website, and say, you know, these are. Uh, clandestine and people should not get duped into joining these organizations mm. uh, yes it's, it's a little bit of a dead end to this story because it, legally <laughs> there's not much a, a, a grand lodge can do well this is what i was going to say is if, if, if they are going to just go their own way and do their own thing then who, who's going to stop them because there's exactly. nothing they, there's nothing that's copyrighted to prevent them from doing so yeah Exactly, and that's so the whole the whole concept of clandestine lodge kinds of falls on its head. Yeah, <laughs> well, when, when I heard the term clandestine, I just thought it was one that wasn't open to the public, one that you had to be selected no, to join. No, From the wording, no, it's, a, it's a, a lodge that is not recognised by anybody. Yeah, uh, my my vocabulary, I would call that irregular or, or unwarranted. They call that irregular as well. Yes, mm. clandestine mm. is the same as irregular. Okay, or an unwarranted lodge would probably be more more um, appropriate. Well, then, it, but it's not unwarranted lodge. Sounds like it is actually a lodge of some uh, sort. Yes, you know? yes, you so it's just a, um, <clears throat> a copycat organization yeah. trying to steal money from gullible mm. people. Mm. <laughs> There's plenty of them. Yes, there are. There's plenty of them. Goodness me. I wonder what it's, the most famous clandestine lodge is. I wonder what. Well, it may be this one that's in in um, uh, in uh, Mackey's Encyclopedia of Freemasonry. Mm. I I recommend all brethren to either buy a, their own copy, get it on eBay or someplace mm. like that. Mm. It is a you know it's a bit out of date. I think the newest edition is nineteen sixty five or sixty six. Mm. So you know it's, it's something. 60 years old but the content is is next to none i mean it's just great yeah, great content yeah. yeah good for reference as well uh, just if you have to give a, an impromptu conv uh, talk in the lodge <laughs> look it up um mm. um oh there was an interesting one for god if you look under yes god uh and i forget what this it's it, uh it stands for um, three um, Hebrew uh, letters. Oh, I, I, I should do a talk on it. It's something. Mm. But, you know, look up God. It's not um, a religious conversation of God. It's a Masonic concept of God. Mm. Uh, it's a very interesting. Anyway. Uh, yes. That sounds good. Yes. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we like that. We like that. <laughs> Excellent. But, 
Thank you for that, brother. I'm sure that was very informative. So if you have any questions, please email on the link below. We now part on the square and we will meet soon. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.